Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Joshua Zaprazan, the owner and president of Odax Ventures, and welcome to the Saskatchewan edition of Canada's podcast, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the prairies. Today's guest is Cerise Salanders. Cerise is the founder and CEO of Solus Guard and Aura, and her journey as a technology entrepreneur has been anything but typical. Cerise spent 20 years in the financial services industry, the majority of those years as a senior executive. However, life threw her a curveball when her parents went through major health challenges. Despite having no technical background, she invented Aura, an innovative, wearable, personal safety alert device. Two years ago, Cerise launched her second company, Solus Guard, helping employers to protect employees who work alone or in dangerous situations with a suite of hardware and software safety solutions. Cerise, welcome to Canada's podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us and our listeners. Uh, super excited to have this conversation with you. I am super excited too. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. Awesome. Let's start by you just telling us and in in the listeners a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started as an entrepreneur and when did your, your entrepreneurial journey really begin that's led you to today? Yeah, it's, it's certainly not a typical story, I don't think. Um, I, it's not as though I've always wanted to be a tech entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. It, it's not like that as, at all. In fact, I was doing the whole corporate thing for many years. But yeah, life did throw me a curveball when my parents got ill. My mom passed away and then my dad got really sick. And um, you, you go through this life change from just being the, the daughter to all of a sudden being a caregiver. And nobody really talks about that. So you're not really prepared for it. So there's lots of challenges that come with it. But one of the challenges was just making sure that my dad could be safe because he's super independent and wanted to stay at home. And so I had this idea. I was very naive. I thought, how hard could it be? Spoiler alert, it's really hard <laughs> to start a tech company and especially a hardware company. But I didn't know. So I got into it. That's awesome. I love it. I love hearing stories, especially about founders who for example, like yourself, had no really technical background and knowledge and then built this awesome tech company. Uh, <laughs> super cool. I love hearing those stories because you hear so many people say, you know, you have to have that certain experience in order to start. But uh, I love when you, you hear people that, that didn't and look what they've been able to do. So that's super cool. Tell us more about Solus Guard and, and the company and what the business is all about. Clearly, it was started uh, based on your experience with your parents. Uh, but tell us more about the company and how it is and, and, and your main goal and objectives of the business. For sure. And, and Solus Guard, is, as you mentioned before, is our second company. It was Aura, the personal safety device. And it was actually out of that that Solus Guard was born because we here we were helping individual people and we still do to this day help individual people. Um, but businesses were saying to us, you know what, I have employees that work alone or in dangerous jobs. And we need to find a way to keep them safe. And so more and more businesses, government agencies were coming forward saying, we need this. And I realized that, okay, not only is this something for individuals, but it's also something for employers who are looking for this solution. And so Solus Guard came out of that. It was out of directly a need and an ask of organizations. We launched just over two years ago. And since that time, it has grown to something more than just wearable safety devices. It's grown to software solutions. It's, it's grown to ways that we can help organizations be more efficient and effective at safety. 
So we help with their backend solutions. If they've got contact centers and dispatch, those are all sorts of things that we assist with now where we've evolved to over the years. Very neat. I love the lesson there of you listen to your customers and the demand of what you were being asked and what the market was asking for, and then saw that and pivoted, adapted, created the company. I, I think that's an awesome story and a great lesson for so many entrepreneurs. Um, let's go back to some of those initial days of Solus Card. What were your biggest challenges that you faced, especially as someone, I guess, back to Aura, even without the, techno, the technical skills of being an entrepreneur? What were those biggest challenges from the beginning? Always, the, it's the hardware, quite frankly. Building a, building a business is hard. It doesn't matter what kind of business. Being an entrepreneur is really tough. Being a hardware company adds an entirely different layer of complexity um, and understanding and, and the challenges with it. And then the fact that we're a safety company. So again, just layer it all on. You know, why make it easy? Just as hard as possible. Let's do that. Um, so there was a lot of things that we just had to get right. There wasn't a lot of um, room for error, margin for error. We had to get it right out of the gates, um, which led to some great innovations that we have patents pending for. So there's good things that come out of it. So it started that way. More recently with Solasguard, though, um, we, we launched Solasguard right when the pandemic started. So uh, that was great. Also, you know, something to, to help. Now, granted, more people are working alone and there's, you know, lots of, there's also opportunities in that, but it's certainly difficult to be growing, building a company, getting your feet up, you know, getting things going, and then at the same time, add in <laughs> pandemic. And we're not the only ones by far, uh, but it's just one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. Major challenge for sure for so <laughs> many entrepreneurs. And did you did you have to raise capital to start Solisguard or Aura? Or, or, and, and what was that process like if you did? Uh, so back in the Aura days, we did raise capital because we I thought that we could buy something off the shelf and you know make that work and realize that there was tremendous amount of limitations and risk factors. And so realized that we had to build our own hardware. Uh, and very few companies do that, by the way. In our industry, most companies just buy things off the shelf and resell it. But it comes with a lot of gaps and a lot of risks. And I just wasn't willing to compromise. And so I said, okay, we're going to build our own hardware. That takes a lot of money, a lot. And we'd already been in this for some time and already, I'd already bootstrapped and, and my husband and I had put in a lot of capital. And so we did raise money in, in the early days. Um, and I did it actually with um, not friends and family because uh, that just seemed concerning to me, but with professionals and business people who've been there, done that before. So I guess we call them angels. Um, and so I'd worked with them. This was a few years back. And then just recently did another round to, or expansion opportunity. Awesome. That's great. Did you ever look at grants or apply for any grants as part of your, your growth? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> scrappy startups, you just do everything yeah. possible. So absolutely everything that I could possibly apply for, I did and was successful in a number of areas, whether that's IRAP or whether that's uh, shred credits or um, some of the, the other programs that have come out since COVID. Absolutely. Take advantage of what you can. Awesome. So what's something about the industry that you're in that our listeners may not know? Is there a, a life or business lesson that you've learned from the business that you think can be applied elsewhere that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, most certainly 
where we're going with this conversation so far, which is hardware is really hard. And I remember the early, early days when I first started doing this and somebody said to me, don't, don't do hardware. I didn't listen, of course. And so As we are today. usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't listen. And so, so here we are. Um, and, and I just, I also just didn't know how hard it was going to be. And I think reflecting back on it, had I known all these things, I probably wouldn't have done it. And I'm so glad that I didn't, you know, I really trusted my gut and said, this is a problem that needs to be solved. This is something that we need to do. And it's been hard and it's still hard. Um, you know, there's every day there's challenges with it, especially with the global chip shortage. There's just big issues. However, at the same time, it's the single greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And I am so grateful that I've decided to go down this journey. That's awesome. Out of curiosity, how much of your time uh, was spent and is to this day too spent on the hardware component versus the software component of your business? Mm, there's not a lot of time spent on it. You know, we were always evolving and improving and uh, making adjustments to it for sure. Um, but our we're more so focused on building out other aspects of our business, in particular, the software side of it that uh, is a pri- our primary focus, but it's always there because it's such a critical component. Not every customer has our hardware, just you know, for clarification. Some customers only use our software, uh, but the hardware is just something that you can't look away from. You always have to have one eye on it to make sure that it's going well. Awesome. So what's the long-term vision for Solus Guard and what do you think your company will look like in the future? Do you see yourself expanding to other provinces across the country, internationally? What's the, what's the future look like for you? Well, we are already selling throughout Canada and the United States, primarily with across Canada, for sure. That's our, our major market today. But certainly when we look to expansion and growth, we look to the United States because it's such a massive market. And there's so many opportunities for us. Um, so we're really focusing on North America today. But this, what problems that we solve are global problems. And there are certainly things that we can look to in the future as to expand um, much, much broader than just North America. Awesome. And you see that primarily on the software side, as you mentioned? Both. Oh. You know, any, anywhere that there are people who work alone or in dangerous jobs. And so for us, Primarily where we, I, I guess, where we solve issues for it's everything from residential property managers and parole officers to healthcare workers like that go out in the community, mental health and addictions workers and home care workers, um, through to journalists. So those sorts of individuals, politicians, um, famous people, these are all people that need products and services like ours. Awesome. So you're in Saskatoon. Why do you think Saskatchewan is such a great place to to be an entrepreneur and to build a business? I think there's two reasons. Um, First of all, the community is incredibly supportive. And I think maybe because we're a little isolated, but there isn't a huge competition amongst each other. I think we realize that we're stronger together. And you see that with government initiatives, private sector, public sector, it's across the board and amongst entrepreneurs that want to help each other, you know? So I, I think there's that perspective. I think the other thing is that you're, people really think, they, they think we can't. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that plays to our advantage 
because we can. And so they underestimate us to some degree. And so to to some degree, we can we can kind of operate under the covers, although it's getting harder and harder because of some huge successes that are coming out of Saskatchewan. This week's announcement of um, Coconut Software's um, Series B round of twenty eight million dollars or Vendasta. 100 over almost 120 million or precision AI 55 million um, seven shifts 21.5 million you know so there's huge successes coming out of Saskatchewan and I think this ability to fly under the radar is, is quickly going away take advantage of it while it's still there I guess so degree but awesome to hear all the success stories in the area and in the prairies in general and I guess just across Canada in general too but uh, the prairies are a special place to start a business. I can completely agree with that. If you were to start it all over again, knowing what you you now know, what would you do, and, and how would you start all over again as an entrepreneur? I think it's what I said before, Josh, and that is to be completely frank. If I had known, I wouldn't have done it. I just wouldn't have. It, this is this has been a a grind. It's been hard as an understatement, and I'm so grateful that I didn't know because there's just been so much benefit. And I feel incredibly grateful to have this opportunity in this journey that so many people have, have not. So um, maybe I'm cheating on this answer, but I, I'm just, I wouldn't have done it. And so I'm glad I, I didn't know. So where do you find personally motivation and inspiration to continue to be an entrepreneur and, and overcome those challenges that you face every day with the, with building a business and being an entrepreneur? Two places. The first place, hands down, is our customers. I'm in a unique or we're in a unique situation where we save people's lives. And then they tell us sometimes, not always, but then they tell us the impact that we've had on their life. And that started right right with Aura and has continued all the way through SoulScart. And I don't think there's many organizations or companies or startups that can say that. So when you know that you're having such a profound impact on people's life every single day, it's just, it's what keeps you going. The second thing that just blows my mind is my, uh, my team. They are, uh, they're just incredible most talented people I've ever worked with in my whole life. And they come to work every day. They show up every day. So if they show up every day, I show up. Love it. That's awesome. Out of curiosity, uh, why Solus Guard? Is there meaning behind the name? Um, it's a, it's a combination of different things. We, because we really work with people who work alone, they're solo. Um, so that's the, that side of it. And the guard, of course, is that we protect them. So then the name sort of comes together. I love it. That's awesome. Um, so every entrepreneur is so different with their routines and, and how they go about their day. And every, every day is very different, I guess, is a, is a fair statement, too, for an entrepreneur. Um, but what does a routine look like for you as an entrepreneur? What does that first hour look like for you in the morning? Or do you have a specific routine or ritual to get your day started or to end your day, for that matter? Absolutely. I, <laughs> I'm not a morning person, I have to admit, but I have no choice because as soon as I open my eyes, uh, the first things that I do, I have to admit this is terrible, but true, is I check to see what's going on. Um, and most of that reason is because being in Saskatchewan, you know, we're a couple of hours, especially in the summertime, we're a couple of hours behind the East. 
and we're a few hours behind, you know, many more hours behind Europe, et cetera. And so it's the sort of situation where I need to know what's going on instantly. And there's always something that's popped up and not that I've missed it, but I got to get a jump on it. Um, and so I have to hit the ground running. I need to know what the impacts are going to be, you know, positively, negatively, et cetera. Um, so I start that way. What is a direct impact to our company? What needs to be addressed immediately? Um, and my whole team does this. We have um, obviously customer success team that start or much earlier than I, I do in the morning. Um, but I need to know what's going on instantly. And then the next thing that I do as I'm, I'm getting prepared for the day is to know what's going on in the world. And it for me, then it starts at home. I still get the paper. My husband laughs at me. He's like, you're like one of five people, I think, still get the paper. But I read the paper. I want to know what's going on in my community. It's extremely important to me to know what's going on in my community, in my province. And then I read the news uh, electronically around uh, North America in particular to see what's going on and what I need to be aware of. So the morning is very much about being informed and knowing the direction that we're going to be going. That's great. Outside of the news and newspaper, are there any books that you're you're reading right now or that you're really into, whether it be audiobooks or podcasts or physical books and, and any that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, right now I am knee deep into this book, obviously awesome by April Dunford. Um, and, and for a few reasons, we, as a company, we, um, we have a lot of products and services, but most people think of us, of us as just a panic button company and we're not. So I'm currently working with my team, marketing and sales development team to figure out how to position our company so that we can really get that across across. And so April's book is helping us considerably. In addition, I was really fortunate to have a one-on-one with her not too long ago, and she's just crazy smart and hilarious. So we've we've had some great conversations, but that's what I'm reading right now. Awesome. That sounds like a fantastic book. I'm going to add it to my list. So how do you relax and not think about work? Or do you have any favorite activities to do outside of work? I know as an entrepreneur, you probably don't have a ton of time to to not think about work, but uh, how do you escape and get away from work? You know, that's such a great question because um, as a a founder in particular of of a company, you tend to be completely immersed in this, right? Like everything feels like it's about you and not you personally, but the business and everything that's going on with it. And so for me, it's important to get perspective. And the best way that I get perspective is by surrounding myself with other people who have other interests and who have other challenges in life situations. And so spending time with my husband, of course, who is a police officer, um, spending time with my my friends, uh, with other entrepreneurs is extremely valuable because And oftentimes that looks like um, time with a glass of wine, by the way, but I digress. Um, But it's about having broader conversations and opening up our minds to, you know, what's going on in the world, what's going on in their life. And it takes me out of thinking about me and what's going on with with my life into into theirs. And I I love it. And it's just something I'd love to do is spend spending time with people. Well, I think that's great. And I think you can learn so much from other people too, like kind of like what you mentioned by surrounding yourself around those types of individuals You can learn so much uh, and that can then flow into your work too and and help you personally, professionally. So I think that's great. Absolutely. 
if you weren't doing what you are doing now and building your businesses, what would you like to be doing as a profession? So I chose to take this as, you know, if I could do anything, what would it be versus the practical answer? Um, it's not surprisingly based on my last answer because I, I love talking with people. I would love to be a, a coach and a mentor. And I'd also like to do more speaking engagements. I, I think I have a bit to share. I've certainly not made it by any stretch of the imagination. I've got a, a fairly long and decent um, work history. And so I'd love to be able to go out and, and share what I've learned um, in different capacity and hopefully one day be able to travel and do that. Um, and at the same, you know, bring those two loves together, which is, is uh, traveling and, and communications. Awesome. Do you have a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use to keep yourself inspired or your, or your team inspired? Absolutely. Um, and this is something that we have written in many places, and it, and it is seek first to understand and then to be understood. And I think this applies absolutely in our, our business. As we talk to prospects or potential customers or existing customers, we want to know and understand their life. We want to know the challenges that's going on with them. We need to understand them first before we share, you know, how we might be a fit or how we can solve a problem because either the other way around just simply doesn't work and doesn't make any sense. So I think in terms of a business that is a something that I live by. It's also though something that I think us as a society could learn more of, especially in light of social media and the challenges that are going on. If we really just stop to listen and learn from other people first before sharing our thoughts and really listening and really learning, um, that would go a long way. I love it. That's awesome. So Cerise, as we wrap up our conversation here shortly, what is one piece of advice that you'd love to share with entrepreneurs across Canada? So first of all, I see you, I hear you, I understand you entrepreneurs that you're out there. I get it's hard. Your journey is hard. Mine isn't any harder. It's just different. Um, but we, are, we all go through our challenges. And I think most of us expect those big ups and downs. Though, and we're sort of prepared for it. But one of the things that we don't always talk about are the times where we're stuck or where nothing's happening or there's just a big period, big gaps where we just don't know what to do. And I think that's something that is really not talked about very often. So if you as an entrepreneur find yourself in the big ups, big downs, or in that long period of, of not knowing what to do, just keep going. Just keep going. Love it. I think that's such good advice. Um, any specific advice out of curiosity for entrepreneurs who are like you without a technical background, but want to start a technical business? For sure. The, what we need to be doing is solving problems. So oftentimes, you know, you see somebody comes with some comes up with some great technology, and then they're looking for a problem to solve. Well, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think some of us who are non-technical, we have a bit of an advantage in that we under we really truly understand the problem that we're solving. Because it's something in our life, it's something that we have experienced that we're trying to make better. And so if you're a non-technical founder and you've got something in your life and you're thinking, well, this really sucks, we'll start thinking about some solutions, start brainstorming and figuring out, okay, how could this be done differently? 
And then once you have your idea, surround yourself with those technical people. Surround yourself with people who know how to solve that problem in a technical way and work together. Awesome. Great advice. I think that's awesome. Um, so Cerise, how can our listeners get a hold of you? And, and is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up our conversation today? The easiest way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. And I'm super easy to find because of my name. So by all means, reach out that way. Just make sure to mention that it was through this awesome opportunity. Uh, so just do that. So I know where you're coming from, because, um, you know, it can be a bit overwhelming, but please do reach out. <clears throat> Happy to chat with other entrepreneurs um, about our journeys. Absolutely. And if you're thinking about it, maybe this is what I could leave the listeners with. If you're just thinking about, hey, I'd like to be an entrepreneur, I'd like to do something, but I don't know where to start. My advice is just to get involved. Listen to podcasts like this one, absolutely, to get inspired. Go to a hackathon. Uh, be in, go talk to incubators in your community. I guarantee you there's something, uh, maybe something physical, if we could actually, depending on where you live, you could get together, but certainly online. There's lots of ways, but it just first starts by being curious. So be curious, listen, learn, and you never know where it will lead. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Cerise. That's fantastic. Before we do leave, though, um, I love to, at the end with all of my guests, do two quick on-the-spot rapid-fire fun questions. Uh, So first thing that comes to your mind, just fire away. First question, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would you choose? Oh, my gosh. Um, won't back down. Love it. Second, last question. Uh, if you could have a dinner party with any four people in the world, dead or alive, who's on your invite list? Oh, my mom, because I miss her terribly. Um, Oprah. And then I, I would be stuck because uh, my, my, one of my best friends, Michelle, would be so upset if I didn't include her to this dinner party. So I, I would have to say my friend, Michelle, and, and I. So there we are. Awesome. Love it. That's a great dinner dinner table. Well, Cerise, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing more about your story, your journey about Solus Guard and Aura. Uh, I've learned a lot from just listening to you and, and understanding of your journey and the company, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So thank you again so much. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Canada's podcast. You can like, comment, and subscribe to all of our channels to get the latest podcasts and information from entrepreneurs across Canada. So thanks so much again, and we'll see everyone next time.